I also wonder if a part of what people are thinking a soft life is, is a life of ease, a life without struggle. Yes. And I don't think that's realistic of life. Like, Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Buffet Podcast. I am your boy, Brandon. And I am joined once again by the incomparable, my partner and co-host, Sandra. Yay. Hey, y'all. It's Sandra. Hey, welcome back. This time, we got video for y'all. Apologize for last week. We had some uh, technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. On like half a picture, you know, Sandra was all the, all the way cut out. He was trying to cut me. Yeah, I can't y'all. do y'all like that. I'm going to get viewers going to get comments like <laughs> she said. See, excuse me, I was allergic to the BS. Ooh, ooh, ow, ow. No, I'm just kidding. I'm but yeah, rented it on purpose. But yes, that's why we couldn't share, even though it was our anniversary episode. Yeah. It was. Two years in. Mm, 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 Thank y'all for listening to us. Yeah. And we're happy to see you this week. And we're happy for y'all to see us. Yeah. So we're back. We're back at it once again. Episode 84. And, you know, now is the time. Go ahead. You know, take a little quick little pause and go ahead. You know, like and subscribe. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you a couple seconds to go ahead and do that for us real quick. We appreciate it. All right, we appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and do it. Do it. Do it now. Now, are we ready, babes? We're going to get right into it. Yeah. As usual. Welcoming vulnerability. And when you're more vulnerable, things. I'm going to refresh it. I don't know if that was the beginning. It's for people who are struggling through their soft girl era. First, I think everyone should be actively chasing a softer life. But I feel like there's some parts of the softness conversation that are getting left out. One, choosing softness means welcoming vulnerability. And when you're more vulnerable, things can hurt a little harder than they used to. When I first chose softness, it felt like the world got harder. But it was actually because I was giving myself space and time to actually feel my emotions versus jumping into solution mode, putting on the superwoman cape and just jumping into fixing the problem so we can keep shit moving. So my first experience in my soft girl era did not feel like ease at all. It wasn't matcha teas and traveling and matching cozy sets. Like it wasn't any of the things that are aesthetically soft. Honestly, it was quite brutal. And every day since is a challenge to stay in the soft space of asking for help, saying when I don't know how to do something, taking something off of my plate versus trying to just do it all and just staying in this space of these feelings. It's a growing pain and it's work, but the work is worth it. So be gentle with yourself through your soft girl era. Show yourself grace through the challenge of gentle reparenting yourself. So when the ease comes, because it will, you can actually enjoy it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So first, this was supposed to be our topic last week. Yeah, well, we intended to spend time thinking about and talking about this, but we spent more time focused on the first part of the clip from last week. And where these two clips connect is, I think, in the end of last week's clip, there was a 
statement made of like, I just want to be soft. I just want mm-hmm. someone to love me for me, for being who I am. And I think this ties into what this message is in this particular video of like, you got to be vulnerable. You have to be more willing to share your feelings and feel your feelings. You have to be more willing to ask for help, which is also very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You have to be more willing to delegate and like relinquish control of things, which also feels a little bit more vulnerable. Sounds scary. It do. (sighs) Yeah. So this topic is about the soft life, which is something I personally had never heard of be, uh, until maybe a couple of weeks ago. I stumbled across the term and apparently it's trap booming online, uh, like on like uh, specifically TikTok and stuff about like the soft life. And, you know, if you if you look into it, there's a lot of messaging around it. And if you look at it now, it looks like it looks like it's one of those things that it started off with phenomenal like good intentions and like with a great idea and then people being people kind of twisted and turned it into something that is like not it turned it from something that was quite deep to something that seems almost kind of shallow so i think that comes along with most things that become popularized it's because it gets redefined over and over again or resimplified over and over again to make it more palatable to more people right and i don't think that that serves the initial concept well um but it does serve in terms of like awareness right so like people will hear soft life and think something even if that's not 100 percent correct and that helps with awareness and then that at least can open the door to correction like at least if you know what it is maybe you're more willing to be corrected and hear what what it can be or what more of the benefits might be for you. Cause I think even like, you know, the argument can be made that this happens with, uh, people too, like celebrities as well, right? Like you you go viral for one clip and then people think that's all of who you are and all of what you stand for. And so I think as soft life has become more popular, there are different variations of soft life. And most of those variations have to do with aesthetic. Like what you mentioned in the video, and drinking matcha tea. Yeah, those things are more palatable. Those are more easy to market to other people. Most, yeah, it's because it, it, it sounds easy. It sounds like mm-hmm. nothing but upside. It sounds like, oh, all I got to do is just treat yourself, but all the time. Yeah, yeah just like, oh, I, can, I can do that. You know what? I like it. It's soft life sounds so, it sounds so like it's, it's a title that like no one can like dispute. You know, so you, someone say, I'm just treating myself. People be like, mm, you know, it's a, it, it can, you can get some judgment behind that. You treating yourself all the time, like, damn, you know, but you say, no, I'm just. On my, you know, on my soft girl, on my soft girl, like mm, that sounds kind of, that sounds kind of nice. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I can't speak ill against that. I feel like it's just a repackaging of treat of treat yourself. At least that's how some of the content on that mm-hmm. uh, can be. But like from through deeper digging, we came across this clip here about you know the soft life is just allowing yourself to be soft. You know that means like doing the work and being vulnerable and things of that nature. And and that is hard. And that is not that's not something that everyone is wanting to do that doesn't sound fun that going through that process so i can understand why it could have been remixed and things of that nature to be something that like to be more palatable to everyone everyone else so i guess at this point in case if you are unaware i guess like the soft life is a, a concept i'm not 100 sure who came up with it, but i'm assuming it was a black woman uh about being soft quote unquote unquote and that involved like i said you know Allow yourself to express those softer, uh, more uh, emotions and being allowing yourself to be vulnerable in situations while, like you said, asking for help and and delegating and doing all these type and just being a, overall like a 
it's kind of like a vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's just coming off as, as more of a, a softer, gentler, quote unquote, more nurturing presence mm-hmm. as opposed to having to be, having your walls up and be defensive and feeling like you got to be tough in order to move, move through life. I'm not, I'm at this point, I'm not hundred percent sure if this is a, a woman only thing or, or, or if that has been taken and you know, there's, I don't, I don't know. Soft men. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I'm pretty sure that, that doesn't seem. That's <laughs> yeah, I don't think that men would uh, opt for point. soft nah, as the word. That's factual. So yeah. And, so that was the originating concept behind it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, people took and ran with it and with their own different versions. And, you know, if you look, it's a lot of like, oh, today I woke up and I had like a bubble bath and so and like tea. And I'm making sure I'm just going to a spa day and making sure the music and ambiance is always right. And, and nothing wrong with it, but like it, 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 it can paint a, I guess, inaccurate picture. Mm-hmm. But that's all, that's all I got for it. Right yeah. I also wonder if a part of what people are thinking a soft life is, is a life of ease, yes. a life without struggle. Yes. And I don't think that's realistic of life. Like there's always going to be some struggle. There's always going to be some tension, some things for us to have to negotiate our way through and navigate through. And so I think in choosing to be soft, much like what the girl said in, in the video, you're choosing to like be present and feel those feelings anyway, not suppress them, not like avoid she said, them. not avoid them, not, not even do what is quote unquote soft and self medicate your way through them. Don't just go get a tea or go get your nails mm-hmm. done or something to like, you know, self self preserve yourself through something instead of actually like addressing what's going on. And I think there's room for ease. I definitely think mm-hmm. choosing the easier path is something that we could all do a little bit more of. I think Actual. that there is a, I would say for me in particular, I'm realizing that like, I expect things to be a little bit challenging and I enjoy a challenge. Like I like, I'm one of those people who likes a little thrill, a little like roller coaster. I like a little, you know, heart pumping something, a little adrenaline. Um, and that's great for certain areas of your life. But if there is an easier path to get something done, you don't have to choose the hard path. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to choose to like put yourself, put all these rules on yourself. I'm infamous for doing that. Like, Okay, the goalpost is here. Nah, that's not hard enough. Move the goalpost 50 yards down. I need to, you know, strive for this. Like, feel like I really accomplished mm-hmm. something. And I didn't really accomplish anything unless it was very hard. Mm-hmm. And I felt challenged by it every single time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the soft life for me would have to include more ease. Would have to include me, like, actively choosing the easier path. Mm-hmm. And available? not feeling bad about it because i think the other thing for me is like ah oh you know that's kind of lazy you know that's i'm going to lie i could go harder than that if i just push myself a little bit more if i just like strive a little bit more i could do the more challenging thing there's no reason for me to do the easier thing so i i would say that that's a part would be a part of the soft life for me if i were to choose it and you kind of jumped ahead on jumped ahead on my question i was gonna Ego. No, I didn't come. Okay. That's what she said. <laughs> no, it's not. And you don't uh, let me make any of the funny that's what she said jokes. I mean you, you can you can see them and you know the, our woman audience will will laugh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just gotta, you know, like, no, that's not what she said. But uh I'm not the she you <laughs> she she by by she I mean you. Mm-hmm. You like jumped ahead on me a little bit. I was gonna ask you, like, do you think that 
the the soft life as was intended originally intended intended intended. Sometimes you have a word that you know and it suddenly starts start sounding weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, remix thing about mm-hmm. as it was intended. Do you think that is something that in general more women c- could use in their life, and more specifically, you as well? They speak on a general and then you know bring it into you. Yeah, I'm thinking of <laughs> of a person that I know who had an experience where. In dealing with like uh, contractors or like people to do repairs for them, they weren't like respecting her as a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just weren't listening to her. They weren't taking heed to whatever it is that she was saying. But if she ever had a male around, they would speak directly to the male. They would like address the male and answer mm-hmm. the male's questions. And I think for that particular person, they took it as a slight like, no. I don't want it. I mean, I don't want anybody else here. I want them to talk to me. I want them to, you know, address me. And I agree with that. I definitely understand a space of like, you know, this is my space. Like I, you should address me because I am the owner and a feeling of like, okay, this is patriarchy. This is sexism, whatever. And like, they aren't addressing me. Mm -hmm. But I also think that the easy way to get the thing that you want to get done right now sounds like just let this person who is in this space and like you tell him all the things that you want to be said, all the things that you want to be handled and you let that person handle it. It like makes me think of what Chris Rock was saying in his special about like dating older women and like older women want you to get their roof fixed. Older women want you to go to the car dealership more, with them. It comes with it. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't want to be yanked around because they recognize some of the benefits of like having a male presence of like, they're going to treat this man differently than they, they, they won't will try treat to, me. They're less likely to try to okie doke you. Yeah. Cause and, they, they don't think you don't know shit. And I'm going to use this benefit, the benefit of having this man mm-hmm. to provide some That's ease true. in my life, to let me be soft, to mm-hmm. let me just be like, Hey, these are the things that I feel like need to be done. Make sure you do that. Can you communicate with me once it's done or whatever? Right. But like, I don't, I don't feel like I have to have so much control that I need to be right there in the moment, a part of everything. There are things that I am comfortable and happy to allow you to do. And I think that that is a part of where, um, where some women can be softer. Okay. Okay. And I, I hear that. And I, and I can, I can agree. Like allowing, yeah, that that e the thing to to ease. Like I feel like men don't have a problem deferring to women in a in an area in which we know things will either go smooth more like much more smoothly if you were to handle it, or if it's something that you are more adept or just better at doing. I guess I, I would I would say, or like more maybe not even better at doing, but maybe just like more willing to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like well, yeah, I, I got we got to do we got to do this thing, but you don't mind doing it. I know I can do it myself. And I'm I'm okay with it, but I really don't care to do it. And I was like, well, I don't have no problem letting you do that, if, especially if I know it's going to, you know, it's not going to hurt anything, and it's, and it's perhaps even going to make something a little bit more easy, easier, a little bit more easier, a little easier. Mm-hmm. Funny thing about your example about bringing a guy with you to like the car shop, and things like it's quite possible that you may know more about the shit than the, you know the, the dude do, but just just off the the strength of a man being there. I think it's just like they're less likely to know to not excuse me 
try to do you dirty. Try to do it. I mean, they're still gonna try to do you dirty. Maybe they, they just probably ain't gonna try to do you as dirty as as much, I guess. And I think the, the reverse is definitely also true. I think we all know and understand that, like, when it comes to anything social, when there's a woman in the face of it, people are definitely more apt to take it seriously. Like that's the reason why you go to a go to a restaurant. And the hostess is usually a woman because mm. like, you know it's, it's just it give it, it gives vibes it gives like a more welcoming i don't know type type of thing it's like it, i think a lot of social interactions or just like inner inner socialization goes smoother when it's like women i think some depends on what social thing is but it's in, in general i'm just picking that up i'm just like pulling that from the ether in my hair right now i was like but there are definitely areas in which like the reverse is is also true when things can just go smoother if it's just like Send send your girl to talk to the other girl. Mm-hmm. Come on out, then get your head out of the My head went there. <laughs> and it out came the out. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so, I have one thing that I was thinking about as you were speaking. One, do you think we're being sexist? Do you, do you think we're playing into societal norms by saying like, you know, if a woman knows more about cars, she should still take a man with her just so she won't get yanked around? I mean, on one hand, I agree with you that like there isn't the reason that she, that would have to happen is because of sexism is that there's like inherent sexism in it. And of course, like it shouldn't be that way. But like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, we can agree that it shouldn't be this way. And then like, yeah, you should have the ability to go down on your own and argue the point. But it's like, but shit ain't sweet. Like, like I, like I should be able to have all my, you know, I should, I should be able to wear, I should have all my chains on and walk down the dark alley at night and not get robbed. But like, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not going to be an argument I can use to the robber to be like, Nick, it's, I should be able to walk down here without you robbing me. Stop. And then you're like, this is not a no swiper no swiper situation where he just like oh man so so it's like it may be uh kind of playing into it but unfortunately like the world is like what it is and if you don't want to get finessed you got to or get get finessed or avoid unpleasant or un uh unnecessarily unnecessary conflict you got to do what you got to do what you got to do in order to minimize that and if all it takes is for you to bring a, a male with you as a, as a woman i would think that eating that temporarily devoid a potential conflict or, or losing hundreds perhaps thousands of dollars on the own some taking your car to the dealership or whatever the hell it may be would be worth it you could talk about it and you could Send a letter to corporate afterwards or whatever, but you got to get out of the present situation first before you can make any sort of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear that. And I guess I've heard this before that like acceptance isn't approval. Acceptance is just like it is what it is. Approval is saying like this is good or it or it's bad. Right. So you can accept that something is what it is without approving. And I guess I was thoughtful of like, is our conversation about this communicating approval and I don't mm-hmm. approve. I don't think that that's right, that mm-hmm. women should be in a space where they have to bring a man in order for them to be able to receive fair treatment. Mm-hmm. But I also accept that it is what it is, and I'm going to utilize the men in my life I mean, in those situations. That's, that's, I mean, that's facts. And, of course, this is not a thing that's, that's across the board. I think it's only in, like, very specific situations, usually, that that is true, where, like, you have to bring a man with you. Just like, you know, low-key, like... As a man, you can't really be around kids like that without having a woman next to you. 
on the on the low without people like kind of like what's going on here? You mean as a single man with the kids that aren't yours? Yeah, yeah. So like okay. like or if you or if you married and you just you just a person that's going to like the like the preschool you walk into, people are gonna look at you kind of like, why are you walking? Are you a grown ass man walking there? That it, they can assume that you might have a kid here or whatever. But it's, it's like the why there are no male preschool teachers, like for real, for real, mm. or like elementary school teachers, for real, for real. Mm. It's mostly like women because it's like mm, there's something inherently like people like society just looks at it kind of like they squint their eye at it, like that's a little. You keep squinting your eye. It's kind of suspicious. That's kind of suspicious. But I was like, hey. That's not fair, but it you know it's just I don't know it is is what it is. It's un it's un unfortunate that uh, they are these societal I guess expectations I guess mm-hmm. I, I would say that no longer serve a purpose. But yeah, the world it is what it is at, at the current moment, and we got to live in it. So we got to move, and we got to move within it. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get shit done. Bun your head, butting your head against the shit. That's true, and I think again, like acceptance doesn't necessarily denote approval. And I think for your point of you know men not necessarily being in spaces with children, that comes from a place of like men not being primary caregivers. So it's like if the the role of a dad is a protector and a provider, I don't have time to come pick you up for, from school or do mm-hmm. those kind of things or be actively involved with you in that way. Mm-hmm. And I do think that there is active work from oh, yeah. fathers to change be one that narrative, right? Of like, I'm like a present dad. Like, I go to the playground. Yeah, we change I pick these people up. You know, like, we have, I have an active relationship and an active role in their life, and I am a caregiver here. I'm not just, like, mm-hmm. some silent, grunting figure right. who sits on the couch. Yeah, you ain't got to, you're not going to have to talk to you in order to get a message to me. Yeah. You're going to see me. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling up. Let's let it be known in the future. You're going to see me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teachers going to know me by name. Don't get too familiar, because then they get hot in the pants. I can't help that. Can't help. I can't help me. It can't help me. This my my aura. Can't help it. You know what I'm saying? But I I, I, I hear and under I hear and understand. I hear and understand. And also, you might be able to watch yourself too, because you know. You just you, said you there's no male it. teachers. No, barely. Who said anything about a male teacher? I don't know any lesbian teachers. I mean, I don't. Just because I don't know any doesn't mean I'm that pretty they sure don't that, exist. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we know they exist. They absolutely exist. But it's, I'm pretty sure they're not advertising the fact. They may, they might. But I'm just saying, you know, that that, that sense of like, don't get too close. It's not just because all teachers are women and they're gonna be attracted to me, which they probably will. But you know what I'm saying, I'm just saying they might. You know what I'm saying they might like a little, a little something, something, a little softer, something, a little, somebody living a softer life, someone that lives a little softer life. Oh my Lanta. <laughs> uh, Ooh, we just, we just sniffing, we just sniffing right? it up up in here. I'm sorry, y'all. It's getting, it's getting warm. It's getting warm down here in Texas. This these this weather is going up and down on low. So you know y'all know what time it is when it, the weather is going hot cold on you. Yeah, it gets you every time. That's how motherfuckers get sick in it, bit boy. All right. Now with that being said, you know what I'm saying I think we kind of talked that one out right now. I'm saying yeah, I'll leave it to y'all, smart people, to you know research it if y'all care about it at all, and you know if y'all got any questions or you know anything y'all want us to bring up. Holla at us, and we'll we're, we're, we're circle back around to it. Now, that being said, we got a little, got another clip. We got something else we're going gonna to turn on for another part. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead, play it. 
Mm-hmm. Moving stuff forward. Sexy. 21 years of being with your lovely wife. Do you have any tips for a great relationship? Um, don't talk about it. I take that to heart. I take that to heart. Yeah. I think the, the more you keep things private in between you and her, it's more personal that way and it lasts longer. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. Is that, is, that, is that method? It is Method Man who has been married for 21 years. 21. 21. That's wild. But it's like 20. Damn. 21. I don't know when it, when it happens. Like 21 years sounds like a lot, but it's not. 21, 21 years was like 2002. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. Damn. Yeah, no, I guess that isn't that long. But. 21 years the way that yeah, it sounds yeah. does sound like it's a long time for marriage so i wonder what, what do you think about that advice don't talk about I it i think it's absolutely i think it's absolutely true i think he's spitting bars and i can't i'm not going to speak out against it because he's been married 21 years so it's like if you're asking a person the secret to the thing that he has and he hmm. tells you what it is i'm not going to be like oh you must be lying like you say you say one of the secrets is keep it on the low. They're like don't tell everybody your, everybody your business. All right, I'm 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 gonna believe it. I mean, why wouldn't I? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's the secret. I'm not saying like oh, all you gotta do is just not tell nobody nothing about what's going on in your relationship, and you're gonna make it 21 years. I'm that's I don't think that's what he's saying at all. But I'm like that. That sounds like sound counsel you know sometimes you can hear shit and you can and you like that sounds right that sounds like it make, like it like that makes a lot of sense and i i agree with it because when you speak more about what's going on in your life you open yourself up to other people's opinions and mm. other people's scrutiny and they not in your life they don't live your life they don't know your your, your, your circumstances they don't know what type of relationship you have you don't nothing like that so their opinions is based solely upon their own personal live experience and if it don't match with yours the output is not going to match your it's not going to it's not going to line up with your i guess input i guess it's not going to mm-hmm. match up with your life so while their response will be appropriate for whatever their life is it probably won't be for what's going on in your life and Ain't nobody. It's nobody business. You know? Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody, business. ain't nobody business. But there is a. There is a. I think I saw another video about something similar about that. Uh, some women talking about the same, saying the same thing. But it was like okay. But there's a limit. There's a, like there's some. It's your life. You, you like if you are in a relationship, married twenty one years, being married is a large is a large part of your life, and it'd be impossible not to talk about. You like your not not necessarily about the, the minutia of your relationship or anything like that, but just like about your, your partner or the things that y'all did because y'all were together. So it's like I I can see how y'all it would be okay to talk about with like a close circle of friends with mm-hmm. friends like with your friends and family people that you hold close and dear, and that's understandable. You know, he's like, hey, you know, we did this thing, this thing happened. You know, what I'm saying we maybe you can talk about a problem that y'all that y'all had and already overcame or something like that. Uh, but I think in. From this clip, I think he means mostly about keeping it off of like social media, keeping it closed off from people who don't have that, that shouldn't have that access to your life like that. That's a good point, because my counter to that was like, I I think that there's something to be said about keeping your relationship private and how that offers additional maybe security to your relationship Mm -hmm. and 
insecurity in the sense of, like you said, security from scrutiny, mm-hmm. security from other people's re- opinions, perceptions, other people's um, traumas, like just their stuff being placed on you through those conversations. But I also think that you need to have a sacred and safe space of people that you can connect with mm-hmm. because I don't think that it's helpful to go through relationship yeah. challenges Agreed. alone Agreed. because there are things that we all experience in relationships. And sometimes it's helpful to have somebody else say like, Oh, we went through that too and have it be normalized. Like, Oh shit. Cause when we were going through it, I thought it was the end of the world or like this was right. very, very challenging for us. And I thought it was just me. I felt very alone in, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing this. And so I think that there's a space where you need to be able to talk to people because that offers you something, but you also have to, mm-hmm. I guess, be thoughtful about what you share and how you share. Cause I agree with your point about social media. Like it's too many people who've been on social media in their relationships and then the relationship ends. And because it was on social media, you have to talk about the relationship ending the same way that you have to talk about the rela- being in the relationship or maybe not have to, but you can expect that people are going to ask you about it because mm-hmm. if it was public when it, when it, when y'all were together, it's also going to be public when you split. Yeah, I, de- I definitely uh, agree to that. And also people who aren't, don't live your life always have, you know, the most uh, extreme opinions about things. So like some bad happened you should do some wild extreme shit in, in in response because like people can say that because they they're not living your they're not living like your life they are not going they're not bound by any of the mm. the uh the consequences yeah. of whatever decision you know that you make you know to say you know your your girl your wife cheated on you or your man cheated on you everybody you should leave him girl if it was me I would never I could never okay I leave I leave now you know, my 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 ex wife is a, is technically a sing, a single mom. You know what what's going what I'm doing to my kids, what I'm doing to what I'm doing to the family. Did, could this could this have been work throughable? Yeah, could this have been resolved? Right, but but now but now even if you work through it, now I got all these motherfuckers in my ears talking about something. Oh, your girl cheated on you, bro. Like that could never be me, boy. And then now they looking at me sideways. They treat me disrespect. Now I might be slapping niggas in the street now because they talking that talking that they neck you know about me and, and my family and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So there there is that to consider on both sides, and then you know like having the, the embarrassment, you know, of being cheated on on both sides. Things that things that or what whatever the issue is, and just it it's not necessary for motherfuckers to really know about your shit. I could see if you you know if you talked about it after it's already been resolved. Mm-hmm. You know, ergo like uh, was it Jay and Beyonce shit? I you know, know what I'm saying? Be, yeah, unfortunately, I, I lowkey lemonade. I think broke up a lot of fucking relationships only to realize that. They that was years ago, and then they still together. Yeah, and they she, passed it up, and yeah. she had babies right after. You had babies immediately after, but they, but there's relationship that got destroyed behind. It was like, oh, Beyonce said, "Lead this nigga." Like da 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 da. Like I'm gonna, I'm I feel empowered, girl. She she stayed. This this song was three years old when you heard it, so you know it, there's but let me bring it back, let me reel it back a little bit. This. This take of be quiet about your relationship. Do you think that informs a lot of what we don't see now out and about with the positive stories about marriage? 
You know what I'm saying? We always mm. we always complain like, yo, why we don't never hear from our elders who are, who because we know motherfuckers is married. We know people have been married for years, and then but we never really hear too many of them people come out and try, and try to get a game, you know, to 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 us. And how, you, you kind of see it, you know, pieces in here because there people are actually building platforms around it, recognizing the need for it. But in general, we really don't see too many of you know the elders who made it and talked about the ups and downs of trials and tribulations about, you know, what to expect and what you, what, what you see in marriage. You did just kept it real general. Like it's hard, it's hard work. That's it. So you, do you think that has to do with the idea of, well, we know that not talking about telling motherfuckers that shouldn't be in our business, our business, that's what kept us made, helped us overcome and make it through. So we are just not going to say shit, anything period at all. Mm-hmm. And, do you think that could be like a consequence of that belief system of just like keeping people out of your relationship? I think so. I think that that, it sounds like what, hmm. I think that that idea of like keeping people out of your business is a well-known mm-hmm. like concept for black people, right? Like what? what happens in this house stays in this house. And I, I think mean. that because of like growing up with that mindset and because of the experience of being in a relationship and maybe having shared something in the past and having that thing be thrown back in your face, I'm sure that that's a big part of the reason why people don't share what's going on in their marriage. Because I think you could be a kid living in the house with your parents and not know what's going on in their marriage. There was a couple on... Um, Actually, Melissa and Kev, like she was, she talked about how surprised she was that her parents got divorced. Like it, it, it was something that she hadn't like conceptualized. Like she didn't think was possible for them. She thought that they were happy. She thought things were going well. And so you can live in the house with people who are married and have a false pretense around what their marriage is because you only see what what they, they want, want you, you to see. see. And so I think if if the idea is I want the perception to be that I'm in a happy marriage. The only way for me to have that perception is to not share anything. Like when you see us, we together, we smile, you mm-hmm. know, whatever, just to be able to keep face. But you don't need to know anything else of right. like what's going on behind doors. And mm-hmm. I think that that does a disservice to people who are looking at, at couples and saying relationship goals because. If I only get to see the highlight reel, only get to see the things that are good, when things are bad in my own relationship, I'm like, why can't, Why are we not like that? Why are we even mm-hmm. having this argument? Why aren't we We like- must be doing something wrong. Exactly. Not knowing you living, this is normal. This, exactly. is, this is regular. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there there is a space for there to be balance. In, the, in Michelle Obama's newest book, The Light We Carry, I was finna sneeze. I'm trying to let it pass y'all so I don't sneeze into the mic. Okay. In her book, she has a chapter about partnering well, and she talks about Barack and their relationship, and she talks about how many people idealize their relationship and talk about how good it is and think that he's perfect. And she's like, I try to let people know often that he is not perfect, that he's still a regular person, that we still have disagreements, that we still, you know, don't get along all the time. Our relationship is not perfect. And the only thing that she or she offers that the only thing that makes their relationship what it is is the fact that they are both committed to showing up. Ooh. <sighs> Y'all, I'm so sorry. Dying in here. I know. We're gonna have to wrap this up soon. <laughs> but she says that the only thing that makes their relationship continue to work is the fact that they're both committed to showing up. And I feel like that's all that you can ask. Like the commitment to continuing the commitment to continue to show up. 
is a big part of what makes a relationship work. And I think that this extra thing of like not talking about it and not facing that additional scrutiny is also a part of what can make a long-term relationship work. You got to be ready and willing to sign up for yeah making that same choice over and over again. That's real. And to, you know, have, having that highlight reel of a relationship. Yeah. you like, they show up to the party and look like they're in love and they happy and ha ha and smiling. You don't know that the drive there and back was dead silent. Mm-hmm. They weren't even looking at each other on the phone. Well, hopefully only the passenger was on the phone, but and and to, to Meg, Meg, Melissa, Melissa probably I was like, yes, hot girl, Meg. The wildest part about that story, this is kind of a little tangent because, you know, we read the book. We'll talk more about that later on. But, you know, how she found out, it was like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm just letting you know, like, we're in the process of getting divorced. It was like, I showed up one day and it was like, yeah, we got divorced. And then here's the news. And also, everybody, other people knew outside the family Mm -hmm. before me, your child, was notified. I slap everybody in that room. (laughs) Disrespect me like that. I beat everybody asking in the name of the Lord. (laughs) <laughs> yeah anyway yeah so back to the <laughs> main the the topic of like keeping things on the hush to your point it, it, there definitely needs to be a balance i think for so long for so long and kind of still kind of still to this day to this day it has been the pendulum has been on the side of shut your mouth mm-hmm. i think now it's kind of starting to swing the other way it has to what well, in some ways it has swung the other way in the sense of like there's a lot of shit in your face but it's the, the shit that's in your face is not representative of, of reality yes. we only see toxic it's like we, the toxic it's a toxic very very toxic very exorbitant celebrations mm-hmm. of love it is nothing that's like the things that truly make relationships work. It's not the everyday because that's not exciting. It's, it's, it's not provocative. It's all, it's all the absolute worst situation, mm-hmm. like examples of a relationship and all like the did the most Disney esque mm-hmm. to 11 uh, levels of like love and affection. And that doesn't paint a, like an accurate picture at all because like those are what we call those like on the bell scale, those are people on the, on the far yeah. end. Those are like the minority, the one percenters, so, so, uh, so to speak. But you, you see so much of it. You start thinking that this is what it's supposed to look like. There's people out here in relationships who think that if we not arguing and, and, and like throwing shit at each other and yelling and shit all the time, that this isn't love. Like this isn't a real, real relationship. And on the other side, they also think that like, if I'm not getting flued out and I'm not coming home every Every Tuesday to you know ten thousand you know flower petals and like uh, Casey and JoJo live singing in my bedroom that you don't really fuck with me like that. So like, yeah, I I'm praying and I'm hoping that through other media and us you know contributing in the way we are, we can kind of help bring the pendulum you know closer to moderate in the middle so you get a, a more accurate, a more balanced idea of what dating and what being in a relationship you know can look like you know because like everything that we see now is like a cart caricature mm-hmm. of reality so like you see all the toxic shit people fighting like yes you like you fight not not physically and throwing shit at each other but you definitely have conflict within a relationship you have disagreements and things like that that is absolutely true mm-hmm. and then you see people getting flewed out to dubai on private jets and shit like yeah that's probably not that's not happening for most of us 
But, but somebody should treat you nice but, on your but birthday. Yeah, but you should. You do get gifts and things like that. And, you know, you, you will go on, you go on trips and things of that nature. And, you know, it look it'll look better and more baller depending on, you know, money management and what your pockets can look like. So like yes, like on the on the far end, like stuff like that does happen, but like moderate it. Bring it down mm-hmm. to your average to, to your to your level to where, where most people live. That's where it is. And you know, hopefully you have not hopefully, you should have more good than bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you do if you're doing it right, am I in my humble Opinion. I don't think anybody wants to be in a relationship forever where you having more bad than good. That doesn't. That's not a good. That's not a good investment. That sounds horrible. That sounds terrible. So, I'm, I hope that we're doing a you know giving y'all a little bit of peace, a little bit of an example or an idea of what you know a real relationship can look like out here. You know what I'm saying? It's not. You know what I'm saying? It's it's cool. It's not horrible. You ain't got to be scared. You don't have to be scared. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be difficult. There are times where it is hard, mm-hmm. but it is not hard. Yeah. Agreed. I thought I just did my final food for thought. Slid in. Look at that. I just slid in, lubricated. I don't know why. What I you came went from. very high up your arm. I know. Yeah. <sighs> it makes me think of this morning with the jeans. With the jeans. Oh, what? 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 When you were able to fit your Oh, arm. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was, yeah. She, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, it sounded our, very it's strange. Yeah, I'm saying. That's like, why I said, okay. I was like, with the jeans, I had a pair, of, I'm going to add context. I had a pair of jeans that I was trying to wear that were too big for me. And I was like, I wonder how far my arm can go down the jeans. And my arm went almost down to the knee. And then Brandon put his arm in the jeans and his arm went down to the, past the, knee. Past the knee. And then Brandon tried on the jeans and Brandon could fit the jeans. So the jeans got to go, y'all. Yeah. They don't fit me. Mm-hmm. If they can fit Brandon, they can't fit me. Right? They didn't fit me. I was able to to bring them up to like yeah i guess they didn't fit you like could put them on seven eighths of my of my i could put them i couldn't button them up and nothing like that but just the fact that i can get them past my thigh was a red flag it was like you need to get rid of these motherfuckers um red flag. yeah so the good news is <laughs> our workout regimen has been working yeah because they no longer they're too big for her and also the fact that i can actually put them kind of put them on a little bit is an indication that your boy out here getting these gains too and slimming down and shit like that. <sighs> Hold your horses, ladies. Know what you can do about that. I'm already locked down. Oh, I my hand. Excuse me. I am taking. Uh, I have waitlist. I have a waitlist available. Babe, I was trying to hit the top <laughs> one. Don't do that. <laughs> That's not the right one. Stupid. I'm not gonna let you get the chance. Damn. She said she finished. She said. Ah, shoot first. Ask yeah, questions we later. Do, we do live in Texas now. <laughs> She got that. She got that shot and gun sight. Mm-hmm. I don't have a final food for thought besides listen to this track, chick. All right. With that being said, we appreciate y'all tuning in to another episode of the Buffet Podcast with your boy Brandon and my girl, not yours, Deandra. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.